to marriage now what? Ashley, so when you got married, did you talk about what you were going to do about your kids before you got married, before you had them, or did you wait till after you had them and then you and your husband decided what to do about them? <laughs> what are we going to do with these twerps? Oh, yeah. Well, we weren't supposed to have kids for a long time. <laughs> but that lasted about nine months. <laughs> um, so we definitely didn't talk about it till after they were here. <laughs> so basically they start getting to an age where situations start arising and you're like okay what do we do yep yep for sure and what's funny is like our positions have evolved as we have gotten further along in the parenting road and i used to be the hardcore one and my husband was the soft one (laughs) and now he's like way more hardcore than i am and i'm just like oh it's okay let's just snuggle and give hugs and kisses and it's gonna be okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's funny because it's actually backwards you know or maybe even just perceived backwards for us you know i'm so generous you know to the kids and my wife seems always irritated you know Mm -hmm. but just because uh and i'm just presuming a woman mother seems irritated or at her wits end especially with what's going on now uh does not mean that there's just not that dynamic love for that child after you know oh gosh and no so it's yeah. interesting for me to see like the rise of the anger but then also through the love of that you mm-hmm. have for the kid you know it's it's yeah. an interesting dynamic of punishment love you know kind of mm-hmm. that blend and wave back and forth uh, of how it works yeah and i for sure have that too because being with your children 24-7 without a break, like my husband's not here, so my breaks are very, very small <laughs> if I do get them. It's, it's exhausting. It's really uh, challenging at times. But I, I just have gotten to the point where I try to be very aware of the words I use with my kids. <coughs> and even though... I definitely may get angry inside. I never ever tell them I'm angry at you because I don't ever want them to think that there's something that could separate my love from them. So I'm always like, I'm not angry. I'm just aggravated right this moment. Or I just need a second. Or what you did wasn't a good choice. So we have to figure out what we're going to do from here. Um, Punishment's a, a hot topic. Hot topic. Yeah. Well, you know, if you look at punishment, it can go so many ways. Like, I used to watch my wife, and of course the kids were younger, so this tended to work more, but bribe. You know, if mm-hmm. you do this, I'll get you ice cream, I'll do this, I'll do that. You know, you can watch your show, you can do... And um, so bribe, I know it sounds funny, like punishment, but basically it's still kind of punishment because you have to follow the rule to get the bribe. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you have to conform to not being angry or being patient or something like that. So it does have a form of punishment. Then you you have yelling, right? You know I mean? I can yell and that's a form of punishment or I'm going to take something away or you're going to be in isolation by yourself or um, spanking or making you say sorry you know that's a form of punishment you know basically you've got to humble yourself you articulate the words consider the other person you know yield your feelings and say sorry i mean and so really there's there's multiple ways to look at punishment um and so what what do you like do you try do you do the same punishment for all your kids do you do you see that some things work some things don't work 
Well, it's definitely different for all of my kids because every one of them is different. So what works for number one may not work for number two, and what works for number two may not work for number three. And I like how you did that. You hid which kid was which. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we still talk about our kids in numbers when we're trying to be incognito. So <laughs> um, but honestly, I feel like it's always changing. Like, have you found a one-size-fits-all for all of parenting? I mean, no, no. it's always changing. And it's like once I finally find something that's reaching my kid, then they're like, oh, we're done with that one. And it would be easy to default to punishment. And I'm not saying I never have or I don't have moments where I'm just done and I yell or I threaten. My husband says I'm a big threatener. <laughs> like I don't follow through because I hate um, – punitive punishment like I hate that it takes hurting someone to get your point across to control and so I it takes a lot for me to get here but my last resort is okay if you don't do this you're going to get a spanking and most of the time my kids know when I get to that point that they need to do what they're supposed to do because mom just doesn't ever get to that point but and this is just a huge flaw of mine um I would say 9.99999 times out of 10, I don't go that route. Like, I would rather look like she's just bluffing than to do that to my kids. And that may sound really, really bad, but my heart is not to control my kids. And sometimes I struggle with finding a way to get them to be aware of themselves and what's going on around them to make a, cho a better choice. <laughs> See, it's even wrong saying that, isn't it? Um, but to make a choice that's more appropriate for the situation that we're in, that it seems like you almost are controlling. I mean, for me, it's it's a battle knowing exactly what to do. And I question myself all the time. I'm like, was there grace in that? Should I have done that a different way? Should I, like, how can I express my heart to them while reaching theirs at the same time? And we, like, mutually come to an understanding to protect each other in these moments. Like, it, it's hard. It's so hard. Yeah, it's almost like, what if what if we gave the kids the ability to judge how we judge? Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, to basically see the judgment or the punishment through their eyes, you know, and mm -hmm. I, it does happen. You know, I will say like my seven year old, she'll be like, oh, you know, you should have done that, you know, but for me then to yield and be like, oh, yeah, you're probably right, you know, or, but it's like I tried to do say, well, you know, what should have I done? You know, mm -hmm. what would you like me to do? What would have you done? How would have you done it? Or and just kind of get them to even think or interact with, you know, the different thoughts of. I don't like to say basically cause and effect, even though there is, but sometimes it's not even just cause and effect. Like uh, kids are procrastinators. So then, but I don't think procrastination is really even a thing. I mean, the result of it, but people do what they want to do and they don't do what they don't want to do. Mm -hmm. um, so is procrastination really a thing or is it just that people won't do what they don't want to do? And so my question is, is if I'm punishing you because you don't want to do something, then is that right? You, you know, in light of, you know, or if I punish you because you're not doing what I want you to do. Um, 
and so it's interesting to me about this this cause and effect or kind of how we approach the reasons why we punish versus what really should be punishable versus the results of punishing you know mm-hmm. are we using punishment as a teaching tool um you know do this or you'll get that but then is that true in life you know if i say uh do this or you'll get this a spanking but once they turn 18 will they still get a spanking for doing that you know uh the results might be different so if they back talk their mother for doing something or something just as an example and i say oh you back talked now the results is a spanking well then they go to work and they back talk somebody there they're not going to get a spanking they might get fired mm-hmm. um or what if then i create this thing where they never feel they can back talk or challenge and then they feel like they never have a voice and so it's just interesting to me what am I through my eyes of what they should do or not do and how I'm treating them through punishment is going to be the results of not just immediately, but for the rest of their life. Yeah. Well, and I think you just have to differentiate between punishment and consequences too, because there are natural consequences for any and everything you do and say. And so That's what I try and emphasize with my kids is you may choose to do that, but there's going to be a consequence for it. I mean, cause and effect's a real thing, you know? I mean, if they go outside without sunblock and get in the swimming pool and don't wait on me to come and put it on them, they're going to get sunburned. Right. You know? Or if they're cooking in the kitchen and they turn the burner on and don't put the pan on there and put their hand on it, they're going to get burned. There's just natural, uh, there's natural reactions to anything, any and everything. But are you going to take your kid's hand, put it on the stove and say, this is the punishment that you'll get? Of course not. Right. Of course not. You know, so are we doing that hypothetically in other areas? You know, causing punishment when... Basically, we look at the stove and say, no, I would never do that. But then what punishments are we doing that mm-hmm. are hindering or affecting the kids in a way that we're not even meaning to, you know? Yeah. Um, I remember I get a call from a dad and the dad says, you know, oh, X, Y, Z is happening, you know, between my daughter, your son. And, uh, you know, it's like they wanted me to be, oh, I'm going to murder him or, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go talk to him. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> Like, I'm like, all right, well, obviously I need to start talking about birds and bees to this boy, you know? I mean, like, like I understand. I'm like, oh, well, okay, that's, that's nice, you know? So now I know where the boy's at, you know? And, like, the guy's like, oh, you know, you need to do all these things to him. And I'm like, well, no, that just tells me I need to talk to him. And, and just other things like that, too, you know? Um, what is it that made them do the things that they're doing? Is it because they're procrastinating because they don't like it? Is it because they like it is it because they don't understand it uh you know and are any of those things deemable for punishment and then what is the punishment is it you know take something away or or Mm -hmm. you know spank or physical or um so it's not a one-size-fits-all type thing um and i i liked you know just the thought of 
if I've never made a rule about something, it's hard for me to then insert that. It's kind of like playing a card mm-hmm. game and I'm like, oh, yeah, well, uh, we're going to put a new rule in here that's going to fit my life, you know. And so kind of the same thing, like if I haven't made a rule that the kids have never heard and then all of a sudden say, oh, well, that was a rule. I just never said it, you know, and then spank them or something grave circumstances uh, without a new warning or new thought or new conversation. Am I really helping the kids, you know? Um, And I think that's kind of the point sometimes we think about is, is even in our punishment, are we trying to help the kids or are we just trying to help ourselves? Mm -hmm. Sometimes from a standpoint of sanity peace quiet you know like like when do we get most anxious about you know our kids and what they're doing playing ball in the house is at eight o'clock at night when we're on our downtime we're on our peace time and so now i'm going to punish the kids because not that they're doing something wrong but it's affecting my world right now right you know and is that right right so are you saying punishment is selfish I think to some degree is very selfish. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I like to be honest about why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. And if I was really honest, 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 and I think most people should be, I'm completely selfish. Like, I love my wife, but I love myself more. I love my kids, but I love myself more. I, I honestly 100% can say I am a selfish person. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how I could disagree with that. Even if I buy my wife a car and I drive a lesser value of car. So I, in that item, I might have helped her taken care of her and it seemingly would say, oh, he loves her more because he drives a lesser value car. But then what am I doing? Maybe I'm buying snacks all the time for myself. You know, and it's like, because I love myself. And so for me, the reward wasn't, that whoever has the nicer car depends on who I love more, my mm-hmm. wife or me. But what am I constantly doing for myself? If I am I'm constantly catering to myself versus her. I, I honestly I don't think we really understand love. I mean in all honesty, I you know, we're talking about marriage now what and I'm basically saying in this concept of a love relationship, I don't even think we understand it. You know. <laughs> Just truthfully saying, I mean, I feel and I feel like I can honestly observe myself, my actions, the things that I do, the things that I don't do with my wife or my kids that I love myself the most. I'm just curious what women would say about that. Like if the question was reversed, because obviously... I know, but like, you think I've you gotta, love you think I've you love your kids more. I gotta figure myself out. Like, I gotta process this and be like, hmm. I would definitely say my kids, for sure. So you love your kids more than yourself? I don't know, Ben. I mean, I okay. would definitely like by default say yes. So you love your kids more than your husband? Eh, I mean, it's kind of close. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, honestly, I, if I was ranking, I'd probably say me. Then, unfortunately, sorry, but I'd probably say my kids, and then I'd probably say my spouse. But would you say your spouse because she's more independent and self-sufficient? 
See, that's like, an interesting question, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. that's one thing my husband's always been really big about is, like, you're going to be independent. You're going to know how to do everything yourself. But, like, with our kids, we have to teach them this over, what, 20 years? So it's yeah. like we expect our spouse to be a certain way, like, to be able to take care of themselves and to manage money and to keep a home and to raise kids and all this stuff. But we don't put that projection on our kids. It's like... Oh, you know nothing. Let me teach you. Yeah, but there kind of is an element of punishment where immediately we take all the information that we know and how we would manage life, and then we say, why didn't you do that? You know, like for me, like right now. Yeah. So my son has a situation with a girl. Well, I would say, well, you know, you can't do those things. You shouldn't have done it and all that. So for me, I'm not cheating on my wife because I already have consumed that information. Mm Mm-hmm. He has not consumed that information. So I'm, I'm generous to him to help explain that information based on the results of what he's gone through. But my wife, I would not be so generous to say, oh, well, you know, you probably shouldn't do that. Right, right. So then who do I love more? My son, who I yield the grace to of his experiences being new, even though my wife's experience with a man would be new or situation but i'm way less forgiving because she should have known well in my mind based on what i feel or my beliefs or my thoughts i would assume that she would no no right but how many times you see this is you see this is going to get good this is going to get good if we're getting good and honest if we're getting vulnerable how many times have i done or said something to my wife that my comment maybe interjected doubt into her heart of my love for her case in point if i were to say we're watching a movie and i'd be like "Ooh, that girl's beautiful now, my wife's sitting there trying to process this information. Yeah. What does he mean by that? Yeah. Does he mean I'm not beautiful? Is she more beautiful? Does he want to leave me? Well, should have I been a redhead? You know? And yeah. so then now off of that one comment, she's starting to create thoughts that could be true or not true based on what I said. Maybe even actions. Maybe she's going to the hairdresser. Hey, cut it shorter. Make it red. Do this. He likes that. You know, now she's feeling insignificant as a blonde because I said a redhead, you know. Mm-hmm. And so now that process has ended up turning into punishment for her based off of something I said. And so that's mm-hmm. my interesting thing. Like, are we even saying things that are end up turning into punishment for our kids that we're not trying to produce? Uh Oh. Dang. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Probably. And back to the love thing. Yeah. Gosh. Sorry. I mean, that that's like a sucker punch to the gut, Ben. <laughs> You're welcome. Welcome to Marriage Now What? So, yeah. how do we... How do we do these things? You know? I mean, I, I think the best thing, obviously, is continually staying vulnerable, uh, flexible... You know, be of grace, be of mercy, be of kindness. Uh, But these things happen. Right. Of course. I mean, we're only human. And I'm not saying that to justify it, but, I mean, we get tired. 
we get worn out, you know? And kids aren't easy. I mean, golly. They're like the hardest, greatest thing I've ever done in my entire life. You know, it's like such a paradox. But I, I don't even know. Like, do we all do it unknowingly? Is I think a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, God, like knowingly or unknowingly punishment. Yeah. I mean, well, there's... like I try to be a, very aware of the knowingly, right. you know. And now you're like, but you're probably doing it unknowingly, Ashley. And I'm like, tag nabbit, you okay. know. Well, can we judge our parents? Can we throw that on the table real quick, lightly? L- lightly. Lightly. <laughs> <laughs> you, do you think everything your parents said and did? was on purpose or here's a better maybe question of the result that it produced in you was their purpose of saying or doing those things mm, not everything but some things yeah well that's what i'm trying to say i mean yeah even as a parent that we do or we say things but we think there's purpose. The parent. Yes, of course we do. Right? But like Yeah, but now we're making the kid not only see the value in the punishment, but the purpose in the punishment. When is there ever purpose in punishment? Well, to get them to see correctly the right revelation that we think they should see. But what about their revelation? Well, there's the point. Then are we why are we punishing? Knowingly or unknowingly. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It just, it's an interesting concept. And then here's the other thing is is when you take into consideration behavior groups, Mm -hmm. you know, am I punishing because I'm analytical and my kids aren't and, or am I punishing my wife? And that's why I try to say like, if opposites attract and they do, and my wife's totally opposite from me, then... How can I love my opposite more than I'd love myself when I'm in my skin? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I know there's, I'm so familiar with me that her oppositeness of me is the things that irritates also. It's like, yeah. oh, I can't believe you do that. Well, why would you do this? Well, why are you twisting those cans so you can see the name or the label of all of them, you know? <laughs> and it's kind of like, I found myself doing that today. I'm like lining up. I had Suda and I lined up the A on all the Tudas, you know? And it's like, what am I doing? That is funny. <laughs> and so, you know, the toilet seat up or down. And that's what I'm trying to say. Like for me, if I love myself enough that I leave the toilet seat up, then... I, I don't love her. I mean, is that is that kind of proving that I don't love her by the actions that I do because I'm making it easier for myself or, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Ben, put the dang toilet seat down. I was just using it as an example. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, when you put it in that perspective, it is. It's saying I care more about myself than I care about how important that is to you. No matter what it is, toilet seat, making a bed, 
which I'm talking to myself right now because my husband just told me he likes a made bed and I hate making up beds. But, you know, or um, doing things just a specific way. I'm not saying, okay, hear me out because I'm not going to get into the whole southern wife has to do exactly what her husband says thing because submission is a whole nother story. Let's talk about it. But... Or you should be punished. (laughs) Right. Oh, my gosh. But, um, you know... There are just some things we do because we love other people. I mean, whether it's a friend or a spouse or our kids. Like, I do things because I love other people. So are you saying I love myself more? I don't know. Uh, do you love yourself more? I think that's the. I think that's I, kind I of the know. concern. That is crazy. Like, you're just blowing my mind with this. I'm like, holy moly, like... You, it makes you question everything you do. It's right. like, am I doing this because I love this person or because I want to selfishly gain something out of this? Or, I mean. It is hard. And even if you, like, go into love languages, like they say, if your love language is time spent, then you try to spend time with people. Yeah. Okay, but see, now you're loving yourself. Oh, I know. Because you're trying to fulfill the love that you are. And see, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, So if my kids' time spent and I'm acts of service or gifts or Mm -hmm. touch or whatever, now I'm saying my view on love language is more important than your view. Mm -hmm. So now am I loving myself more? Right. Because I'd rather touch or do some of these other things than time spent. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about this all day. Like everything I do after I leave here, I'm going to be like, okay, is that an Ashley love or is that because I love whichever kid I'm waiting on at this moment? Right. But then back to punishment. Am I punishing because it's myself, it'll help me? It'll bless me. It'll keep mm-hmm. peace of mind for me. Yeah. Or am I doing it with specific teachingness, or teachingness if that's a word, um, that will result in a productive, fruitful life in the future? And am I correctly analyzing that this will help this particular child in the future, in this area or other areas, or will it hurt and I'm not analyzing it right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are big questions, Ben. And it's like, like we look at, should I spank or not spank? Right. You know, we try to make it minimal, but it's a lot more to it. Yeah, yeah, there is. And like when we started out and you were talking about different kinds of punishment and how yelling's a punishment, I was like, oh, dang. Because, I mean, I yell. Like, my kids don't listen to me if I just talk to them. (laughs) It's like they're completely deaf to my voice. But if I yell, then they're like, holy moly. She's talking to me now. Something's about to happen. And now I'm having to be like, am I punishing them by yelling at them? But see, like, because I'm wanting my desired result. I'm wanting them to listen to me to, to, so that I can tell them what we're going to do or what I would like them to help me do. You know, like it really is me trying to get all eyes on me in that moment to get your result. Yeah. And you were being honest. So the same thing for me is, is that was how I treated my wife. I would yell at her 
demean her to a point that she would yield because all eyes were on me and do what I wanted. And then, and, and I noticed the effect that every time I did that, I would get a result. So then what I had to do is I had to mimic, duplicate that situation, Mm -hmm. degrade her to the point that she would finally say, okay, I hear you and then do it. And so then now I have to ask myself the question is, is the thing I desired her to do more important, which really was selfishness, more important than that fulfilling that selfishness that I had for myself? Yeah. And I had to come to the point of, no, it wasn't. So me punishing my wife in just a humiliating way to get her under my demand was not worth it to me anymore. So I had to figure out what I needed to do to fulfill my love for myself, Mm -hmm. the desire that I wanted to have fulfilled a different way other than yelling. Yeah. What'd you do, Ben? I hired a cleaner. (laughs) And then I made all the kids do the dishes. I mean, it was a win-win, you know? The kids, it's like, oh, let's put the kids to work, and then I won't have to yell because basically the kids will do it, you know? Yeah, but I'm sure you sat down and you just talked to her. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, at some point, I, I when I realized that I have demeaned her and her voice and who she is and what she wants to do, but it's back to kind of that procrastination. You know, she, in her love for herself, doesn't like to clean. Now, mm-hmm. some women love to clean. Mm-hmm. Some women don't like to clean. Some women like to cook. Some women don't like to cook. So here's the thing is, the love for herself, not to want to clean, when am I going to value that love for her instead of demean it and say, you're a worthless woman, you should be like Southern Hospitality, you know, our house, our cooking, our kids, our clothes, our pictures, our everything. We should have this perfect image. Rather, when did I value her enough to say, this is the way you love yourself by not cleaning. Why don't I come in connection with you and how can we make that work? Mm-hmm. But it took a long time to have that conversation because I yelled at her so much that she was so defensive scared and man i mean her walls were up all the time you know so we would i'd be like let's talk about this and she'd be like hell no you know like like, (laughs) out of the truck i mean you know that's what it would usually happen and i i kept having to say i don't want to fight i'm just trying to talk about the topic i'm just trying to understand the topic what the topic is the house needs to be clean you don't want to do it because you love yourself not to do it i don't want to do it because i love myself not to do it I love myself more than you, so I'm going to punish you by yelling at you, demand that you yield yourself to me because I love myself more so that you'll clean the house. Mm. Not a good process. What do we need to do differently? Yeah. And do you think that that's probably how we can avoid punishment altogether? It's just by having conversation? As long as both parties are willing. I think there's a real... I used to say this, as long as one person is willing to compromise, you won't fight. So if I say, hey, clean the house, and you're willing to compromise, we won't fight. Because 
you do what I ask. Mm-hmm. If I say clean the house, sorry, you, she, she says no. Well, now I can either say, okay, I'll hire somebody, compromise. If she demands. So now, but if we both say no, you're going to do it. Now we're fighting. And so as long as one person in the relationship is willing to compromise. Now that's why I think what we have to ask ourselves is unwillingly knowing, are we constantly asking the other person to compromise? Exactly. Which is punishment. Mm-hmm. I'm punishing my wife if she's willingly compromising every time to clean the house when she, everything inside her hates to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're showing her how much you value her too and how much you care about the love that she has for herself. Because we all have to have a little bit of love for ourselves, And if that's the way that she loves herself best is by not doing that, you're saying, I don't even care that you want to love yourself right now. I care more about me. Yeah, but in, isn't that the interesting thing, though? If we can keep the unity of the person whole. Yeah. You know, like as soon as I start yelling, I break down her unity. Oh. If I can keep her basically in a love of herself thought mm-hmm. then is she gonna produce that love because she's happy within herself more in the kids and back to me mm-hmm. definitely i think so i mean when women become moms they take on a whole nother identity and definitely, obviously, when they become wives. But, like, it radically changes when you become a mom. And so you have to preserve that for her. Like, it's okay for you to be you. Like, there's still you inside all of your titles. You know what I mean? Wife, mom, housekeeper, however that looks. You know, um, that, I, I mean, you, can't, you just don't want to break that down by constantly asking her to compromise. Like, you went into it thinking, oh, she's going to give. You know? Based on results. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. When once I saw the result of yelling and then she whimpered and started cleaning up everything, I was like, ooh, there we are. Yeah. And so then here's the question. I viewed her and honor her now as an individual woman and all that, but is it easier to punish our kids and not view them the same way as I took the time to view my wife but we do that to the kids and we say oh they're just kids Mm. you know like do I have the correct understanding of the value of them as an individual of what they're doing because they love themselves yeah or what they're doing because they don't love themselves Welcome back to Marriage Now What? Sorry, we had some technical difficulty yesterday. We're going to pick it up where we left off. So we were talking about kind of maintaining other people's love for themselves and, you know, working that with our love and, you know, what we do to make sure that we keep our own personal love about ourselves. And so we kind of talked about spouses, you know, what I did with my wife and how I had to change things. But now when you take into consideration the kids, you know, because I think maybe even their Love for themselves is going to be more important as they start making other relationships with friends or bosses and they start going into the world and how are they being treated, what's being said to them, you know, what's not being said to them. Uh, all important things. And so maintaining a kid's love for himself and our love for them in this 
how do we do that? You know, we, we know how not to do it through punishment, but how do we do that? Because even for a kid, they don't even really know themselves, you know. And I think sometimes we want our kids to be responsible, you know, so mow the yard, do the dishes, you know, clean your room, do these things. And kids are notorious about, you know, not doing these things, chores, you know, and then they want to get paid. And then it's like, well, you know, when you're 18 or you're on your own, nobody pays me, you know, I, I got to set my alarm, I got to do my work, you know, the homework or stuff like that. They just don't want to do it. And so, we kind of think that, well, the training that we need to do to get them to do these things is going to involve punishment. But back to the core of things, you know, we use this phrase, um, be true to yourself. You know, and it's interesting that I think we use that for ourselves, but we don't use that for our kids and let them be true to themselves for their life. Like we, we're not training them how to do that. And I don't even know that we know how to do that properly. Um, but to be mindful of, if I'm going to use that scenario, be true to myself, shouldn't I be thinking, how can I get my kid to understand that scenario about himself, herself, be true to yourself, understand who you are, what you are, how you are. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Oh my goodness. I I just got reminded of a situation with my daughter a couple of years ago. She is the messiest out of all three of our kids. And we have two boys. So like, I just assume boys are really gross, but she's the worst. And for years, I'm like, Adia, you have got to clean up after yourself. You've got to take care of your stuff. You've got to care about cleanliness. Because y'all, it was bad. It was so bad. Like, I mean, she would hoard trash. It was so bad. And she said to me one day, she's like, Mom, this is just the way God made me. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no, don't work, it, use it don't like work against excuse. me, God. Right, you know? right, right. God, why'd you have to make my kids a hoarder? <laughs> oh, I have a hoarder too. I mean, rappers. I mean, oh my gosh. everything. Right. It is the worst. And so it's like, when you say be true to yourself, I was reminded of that with Adia, that she's like, I'm being true to myself. This is who God made me to be, and I'm a messy person, and it's okay. And so um, I've fought it a little bit over the years, and we've made a little bit of progress, like small amount. But um, I think what parents probably struggle with the most is giving their children the freedom to be true to themselves. It's like we can tell them that all the time and we can try and even exercise it in our own lives. But sometimes we're scared of what we see when we do allow them to be true to themselves. Well, and I think, how do you get a kid who's not taken on these type of responsibilities to perform? Like they don't even understand how to perform the things that we're asking them to perform. You know, like for us... We've been cleaning the house for years, you know, and so we've got 20, 30 years on the kids and we're like, oh, you need to clean your room. And they've got 20 months and they're Mm -hmm. like, well, why? (laughs) You know, I've never done this new process before. Why do I need to do it? And and so um, I think anything we desire for our kids to do, we should do it with them constantly to get them to see the purpose Mm -hmm. of it. So yesterday, Sam got some LED lights, you know, and they're these strip lights. And he's like, I want to put them here and I want to put them here and I want to put them here. And I'm like, okay, great. 
And I was like, what do we got? And so I, I said, let's look at first what we have. You know, I'm all about systems and planning. And <laughs> so like, all right, we got this, we got that. And I says, okay, we should have enough. And then, oh, we only have two brackets. So we have this 100-foot long thing, but we only have two connectors to splice it together. And I'm like, there's a problem here because we're hindered by what we can do creatively because we don't have enough pieces of the puzzle. And so we laid out and we did this and, and it was like, okay, well, what would we have left over? What would, We kind of marked it, you know, with tape on the walls and stuff like that. And it was not to the plan that he wanted. But going through all the process of the possibilities of opportunity with what he had to work with, it took us two hours to hang these lights. And at the end, he was happy with what he got because he still developed the plan and image that he that he was able to do, you know, for him, he still was able to create and say, I want this here. I want that there, you know? And so it was cool to watch. And, you know, at the beginning I'm, I'm like all hands on and, you know, I'm talking to him about the process and, and showing them and all that. And then by the end, I'm slowly letting go, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sitting back and watching. And then it got to the last strip and I was just like, I was like, all right, well, make sure you clean up. And I left the room, you know, and, and so that he could manage it on himself. And so, you know, I think that's the thing, too. Like, are we helping fulfill the true knowledge of their abilities first? You know, Liz goes into the room a lot of times, sits down with them for hours. And do you need this? No. Try this on. Is it big mm -hmm. enough? No. Have you ever worn this? No. Uh, you know, and, and basically trying to sharpen their mind to think for themselves or ask themselves these own questions of, oh, I never wear that. Oh, that's too tight. Oh, this, you know, I don't really need that. Oh, oh all these bubblegum wrappers. I'm really not going to make a necklace <laughs> out of them, you know. Um, but and that's, that's the thing is instead of going in and being like, I'm going to punish you until you clean your room. Exactly. To get what I want because I don't want to have to spend the time and sit there as a parent trying to train your mind how to think and process what I'm asking you to do. I just want you to go in to do it. I almost think like this. We, we forget the results of what we say. So if I yell at my kid and say, go in your room and clean it. Don't come out till you're done. Here's the thing is. I'm thinking that's an action that they're going to go do and fulfill. But I forget that they're human and they have a mind. And in their mind, they're thinking about what a jerk I was. They're thinking about what they don't want to do or how they don't want to do it. or, And they're processing, not cleaning their room in a delightful, joyful way. Mm -hmm. They're processing the bitterness and hatred now for me because I was so mean and demanding and the question is, again, why was I? Was it because I love myself? And if I'm mean and angry, I get a result that I don't have to put time and effort into. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's why I'm saying, like, do we almost put up walls with punishment because it, like, protects us and don't bother me. I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm. And we're like, and if you don't, we'll punish you. We'll take this away. We'll hurt you. And that's that's an interesting thought to me of what are we trying to protect or what are we hiding behind or our selfishness putting up these punishment walls? 
Yeah. It's like we only care about ourselves. And that's back to the point where I honestly feel like I can say. You love yourself more. I love myself more. Yeah. I mean, it's not like like a lot of people honestly don't say, oh, I don't, I don't love myself more. But honestly, I mean, I, I think we do. Well, if you demand your own way, of course. Of course you love yourself more. Because you don't. It's like giving your children permission to take up space in your life. If they don't do it the way that you want them to do it, then it's like, oh, I don't have space for that. Mm. You're not pleasing to me right now. You're not doing what I asked you to do. I, I almost wonder, because you said, I think, you said that you love your kids more than your husband. And then you're like, eh, no, because it's mentally questioning. It's like, oh, my God, yeah. I can't, I, you know. Yeah. But here's, here's what I think also. I'm, I'm wondering... Is it the things that you do for people, then you say, oh, I love that person because I'm doing X, Y, Z. And since you're doing so much all the time for your kids, you feel like you love them more because you're doing so much. Mm-hmm. Like I know like one of the love languages acts of service. So obviously, if somebody's doing a service, you would feel loved by them because they're doing this service for you. But I wonder if it's also the reverse effect. If I'm doing this for you, then that kind of indicates my more love for you. Case in point, if I'm doing more for myself, is that showing that I love myself more? Yeah. My favorite foods, my my uh, air condition level, my TV channel, my couch, my seat, my 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 truck. You know, so all the actions that I'm doing for myself. Proving that I love myself more, more than the actions that I'm doing to help my kids or help my wife. Or or what if I'm just doing out of the love that I have for them? You know, like take everything away that I could do for my kids or they could do for me and I still love them like crazy. I mean, that's like just the paradox of parenting that they can drive you absolutely insane. And get on, or especially for moms, I know most moms will definitely relate to this, but they can get on your last nerve and you can be counting down the minutes to bedtime, but right when they go to sleep, you start missing them. And then you're like, I just want to go lay with them. I just want to be with them. Can they wake up now? Like I remember when my kids were babies and they would take these three and four hour naps and I'm like, will you please just wake up because I miss you so bad, you know? I mean, I, I don't know if I would go as far as what you're saying because I think that there's it and I I struggle with this because I'm the oldest of four and so like I've had to overcome a lot of performance and perfectionist tendencies being the, the oldest child so I don't think my motive behind loving my kids or my husband or my friends is always a performance thing. Right. Do you and see I, what I'm saying? I do. I do. And okay. I'm not trying to say that it is, but maybe we judge our love based on our performance for others. Case in point. Now, I can't, I'm not a doctor. I've done, I've done a clinical trial or anything like that. But, and I, my kids are still young, but I, I wonder from a point now that, a parent who would have a 30-year-old 
who's not mm-hmm. seeing that kid that much, who is not giving that kid money or, you know, nursing or helping or providing or doing any of these things. They're doing less actions. And because of those less actions would basically be feeling less of that love. Not in a, not in a demeaning way. I'm, I'm not trying to be demeaning. I'm just kind of saying... Is that a natural humanity type thing? You know, because like you were talking about, well, when you, you know you did this, you said baby, right? Well, when the baby, you're literally doing everything for it, you know. And again, I'm not trying to get too far off on, you know, love. I don't even know how this conversation started, <laughs> but I think it's a fantastic conversation, you know, um, that we need to go a little bit deeper. You know, because if I say, tell me, about your love for Mike, tell me how or why you love Mike or why you love Mike more or why you love Mike less than your kids. Or You see, I, like, I can't think, in all honesty, I, I don't know how you prove love. Yeah. Other than by sh- actions, right? Well, I don't even know that actions prove Like it just doesn't sum up. Love. Yeah. I, I just like, like, we're like, oh, I love my kids. I, well, why and how can you prove that you love your kids? You know, well, I, I feed them. Well, okay, but that that doesn't prove love. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think love is a, a interesting entity in itself. I mean, you know. Yeah. How can I prove it? How can you prove it? I mean, if it's only by actions... Well, then you would think almost any employee is, you know, they're doing actions for you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you say, well, that's a that's a transaction. But isn't marriage also some transactional things? I mean, you know, hey, I'll provide all the money for you if you provide, you know, the household or the kids or, you know, it's it's kind of transactions. I'm not trying to downplay love. <laughs> I love love. I'm just trying to understand, I think you know, some of these parameters that fall in love. Yeah. You know, because if I constantly tell my wife, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. What really am I saying? Well, and to just bring this back around to why we even started this conversation. What about when we use love in conjunction with punishment? I love you, so I want to punish you. So I'm going to Beat your butt. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't do that. But sure. you, <laughs> I mean, I really, I don't say that because that was said to me. And the last thing you feel when someone's beating you and they're like, I do this because I love you is love. Right. It's the last thing. Well, that's back like, to the Like, you're mindset. not going to convince me you love me right now. <laughs> right, right. You know, if I send a kid to the room and I'm yelling at him to go clean his room, they're, they're trying to process the mm-hmm. anger, the punishment, not love. You know, like for me, I say, well, this will help you in the long run. Yeah, but it's going to, it might help them be more productive in cleaning, but it's going to murder my relationship with them. Mm -hmm. Trust. You know, a lot of kids don't talk to their parents because they don't trust them. Why? Is it because we've basically torn our relationship apart with our kids by punishing them for things that we felt? they needed to have or do or or even protecting ourselves because I loved ourselves enough and now we've destroyed a relationship with the very thing we say we love but not just a relationship but even who that kid is I mean it's so easy to crush a kid's spirit 
just like what you were saying, trust in yourself. And my daughter's like, this is who I am. If I keep harping on, no, this is who you need to be, I'm pretty much telling her that her idea of who she is is not valuable. It's not good enough. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And we as parents do that, I think, knowingly and unknowingly because we just place expectations, you know, on our kids to do and be a certain way. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, when you and Mike, you know, are getting married, you're all gushy-eyed and you're like, we're going to have kids. Did you say, we're going to have kids so that we can make sure that they are properly educated this way and that they do this service and they do that service and that they're clean or organized or, you, you know, and that's, I think that's the interesting thing is we don't plan to do these things to these kids, mm-hmm. but then as soon as they come out, we start planning what these kids need to do and have and all that. And my question is, are we doing that more based off the love we have for ourselves and we're trying to protect ourselves from going through things. You know, case yeah. in point, don't cheat on me. You know, that's a good thing for my wife not to do is not cheat on me. You know, why am I demanding I don't want her to cheat on me? Because I don't want to be hurt. Yeah. You know, and, and so then, you know, I, I say, I'll punish you. I'll divorce you. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'm, I'm only doing it because I'm trying to love myself and protect because I don't want to go through those emotions. Mm. But... If I say don't cheat on me and I never fulfill her love, physical, you know, mental, emotional, if I've, I've, I'm never making that connection. I'm, I'm hunting, I'm fishing, I'm doing all these other things. I'm, I'm doing business. I'm, I'm away from her. She's trying to call me. I'm not answering. I'm, I'm not talking to her at night. I'm not, I'm not helping her. I'm not doing anything. But I say don't cheat on me then am I proving my love and, you know, am I yeah. setting it up for failure? Oh, and I, yeah. I think that's one of the things we do with even kids, you know. We can understand that scenario with husband and wife, but what would that look like with the kid, you know? We're like, go in your room, do this, do your work, and, and like we never make time for our kid and we're always punishing our kid. And, and then like we say we love you and we want to spend time with you, but then we don't take them places. We don't do vacations. We don't talk to them in the car. We don't have these conversations. And then they do something totally off the wall and we're like, what happened? Why didn't you come to me? Why didn't you talk to me? Yeah. Yeah. And then we're surprised. Surprised. My kid's such a bad kid. Yeah. Or were we just a bad parent because we loved ourselves too much? Definitely that. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting point. I think as soon as you could challenge yourself to... I know it's hard. I know, I know like these these commercials like Mother Day. Mother's Day is coming up, right? So mm-hmm. mothers, you know, they always feel like they never do enough. And so I'm not trying to put on people be better, be enough, be more. I just think if we can kind of take down this wall and say, who am I really and what am I doing? And what will this do to my kid in 10 years? Mm-hmm. Five years. Well, and I think even if we go as simple as saying, if someone treated me that way, how would I feel? I don't want, I'm not going to let my husband sit there and yell at me. You know, like I'm going to walk off. Well, Liz would say that to me. She'd you know? be like, you can't yell at me. And I'd, I'd be like. 
but yet we'll do it well, to our yeah, kids. Can, woman. You know you what know? I mean? We'll right. do it to our kids, and we tell them they can't walk off. Right. Like you better listen to me now. Get back here. Yeah. 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 No, it was interesting when Liz she would say, "You can't talk to me like that," and I'd be like, "Yeah, I can. You know, I am." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm sitting there later. I'd be like, "Damn, why?" You know. Yeah. She was right. Yeah, I was wrong. You know. And if I was wrong, then I have to change it. I have to figure out why. Is it because I was trying to get something because I love myself? And there's there's just always a way. It's kind of like that thing back to Sam is is we only had two pieces, but we were able still to use the lights and he was still to be completely happy and we were still able to meet all of his goals and he's delighted by the end result even though we couldn't do his first plan. Mm-hmm. And are we taking the time with our spouses and kids to openly and honestly make sure that everybody's meeting every aspect, not that one person's yielding more than the other. And I, that's what I hate about the church where they say, you know, the woman should submit to, to the man. And that Because basically then they believe that's the plan. And if you're not submitting, then I'm yelling or punishing. And I'm treating mm-hmm. my wife now as a kid, you know, and I, I don't think either of those applications are good applications for marriage or kids. Uh, so I'm challenged by new thoughts. Good. Final words? That's good. Um, just listen to your kids. Question your motives behind your actions and the way that you react or respond to them. You know, just take the time and ask yourself, is this a selfish motive or am I doing this because this is a need that needs to be met right now? And try and look at it through the eyes of your child. And bottom line, they're just kids. You know, we're giving them for such a short amount of time. And let them be kids. Yeah, there are things we're going to face. But, man, I think love's going to win at the end of the day. Personally. Let them be kids. And check yourself. Until next time.